Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Live Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening where we are set to continue our exploration into these keys. We have been pretty hard at it, huh? Looking at these keys. Uh, what was our first key as we look to better respond to that question, can you pray for me? But to pray in faith, which is to also say, uh, pray with that confidence in God that he will, in fact, come through for you, uh, which is to pray with trust, right? Trust is that most concrete act and virtue of faith. The second key was to pray in the Spirit. And really, these first two are interchangeable, because if you are not praying in the Spirit, then you are not praying well. Uh, What is that all-important passage that we read in Romans chapter 8? That it is, in fact, the Spirit interceding on our behalf. So all of prayer, right, is but a prayer of intercession. Uh, Our third key was to pray from the heart, uh, that all good prayer also starts from the heart. Our fourth key was to pray fervently, Uh, and then we looked at the importance of praying on the spot. Okay, how important is that? You know, I have received quite a few emails on that uh, topic, just praying on the spot. You know, when someone asks you to, to pray for them, to stop what you're doing and to pray for them, that can be so powerful. So we reflected into that for a couple weeks. Uh, and then we spent the last two weeks talking about the importance of uh, praying with specifics. Praying with specifics. Be detailed, be intentional in what you are saying. Certainly that also had us considering the importance of the prayer Thy will be done. Okay, so here we are in our seventh key, this call we have to pray in friendship. To pray in friendship. What does that mean? Well, St. Teresa Avila once said that prayer is nothing more than being on terms of friends with God. Prayer is nothing more than being on terms of friends with God. The on terms, I think, is very much going to be a part of our conversation this evening. You know, we spend much of our lives around our friends, right? Paying close attention to what they say and who they are. We talk with our friends, we laugh with our friends, we dine with our friends. We tell our closest friends everything. To those who you call friend, you hold nothing back, right? So in this seventh key, St. Teresa of Avila counsels us to pay close attention to God, to hang out with Jesus, to Uh, to talk with Jesus, to hold nothing back, if you will, turning everything over to Jesus. And my friends, your intercessory prayer will be better because of it. What's more, Jesus desires to call you friend, right? This is very much a part of this seventh key. What do we read in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 15? No longer do I call you servants but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. All that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. So important. Jesus called his disciples friends, 
his disciples, friends, because he had made known everything to them, huh? Jesus disclosed his most intimate secrets with his disciples because that is what friends do, right? That is what friends do. So in this series of reflections and how we are going through this, you know, how ought we better to respond to that question, can you pray for me? We have set out to come up with these keys to help us to pray better. Well, praying to Jesus as friend is an indispensable key in the larger framework of praying better because it is the space of closeness where the listen response attentiveness is at its best. What have we said about prayer? Prayer is conversation with God. Jesus speaks, we listen. We speak, Jesus listens because that is what friends do. All right, so Friendship prayer, then, is to enter into the prayer of silence because conversation with God cannot happen otherwise, which certainly includes what but approximate presence, right? Where you are listening to Him attentively. Friendship prayer is also to pray with the body as Christ offers Himself for our sake as what but friend, showing us that to call someone friend is to say synonymously, I love you. So the language of sacrificial love is very much part of uh, friendship prayer. Now, those two aspects of friendship prayer, this call we have to pray in silence and this call we have to see prayer tied to uh, praying with the body, are going to be explored next week. I want to touch upon what I suggested I would (laughs) with that phrase, on terms. That phrase from St. Teresa of Avila, prayer is nothing more than being on terms of friends with God. Uh, So this will have us looking at this evening what it means to say friend, especially as it relates to Jesus in our walk with him. You know, a friend is a person in whom one knows the heart of another and really shares one's heart with another. Friendship, we could say, is built upon vulnerability. The, the willingness to share our heart with those whom we trust. The deeper a friendship goes in, in willingness, vulnerability, and personal entrustment, the more pronounced its growth will then what but reflect each other. As you spend time with your friend, you pick up each other's habits, good and bad, growing around those dispositions, if you will. In them... In the end, you often see yourself as like in a mirror, Uh, the jokes that make you laugh, the programs you watch, the music you listen to, the games you play, the, the people you get along with. Everything that makes up the time you spend together becomes like, one might say, a looking glass into yourself. As they begin to act like you, relatively speaking, of course, your friend becomes a reflection of who you are. Just as you stand before a mirror, you stand before your friend or friends. You know, we have all heard it said, you are what you eat. And to some degree, I suppose this is true, yeah. But could we not also say, you become who you eat with? Because that is often the place where you share those jokes, right? Talk about the programs you watch. Talk about the music you listen to. All those things we do as friends. What about your best friend? Your best friend knows everything about you. 
They know the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and when you are feeling good, <laughs> bad, and ugly. At least my wife does, who is my best friend. They know what makes you tick, and, and let's be honest, what ticks you off. Your best friend always knows just what to buy you because you have allowed them into those, those deep caverns of your heart. They are the best reflection you have of yourself because they contain within them all the secrets you would not dare share with anyone other than who you call best friend. We call Jesus friend because we believe he wants what is best for us. We confide in him because we trust him. But what is mind-numbing about this call to be friends with Jesus is that he desires to be just not your friend, but your best friend. Or, <laughs> in the words of my five-year-old Sienna, your bestest friend, right? Because bestest is better than best. Is that how that works? Yeah, something like that. So his deepest yearning, as John chapter 15, verse 15 highlighted for us, his deepest yearning was to make everything about his eternal life known to who? His friends. And, and really, we could say this ache of revelation leads him to a mountaintop on Calvary. Because mountaintops are where friends gain access into the broader vision of their friendships, right? On the cross, we, we have the grandest vision of friendship. Because on the cross, the one who knows your heart shares his own with you. On the cross, Jesus shows us the, the form of vulnerability with arms outstretched. Henceforth, vulnerability is always in cruciform. With Jesus, yes, but also with you and I, all of us. It is difficult to be vulnerable. I had someone tell me recently, it is the most difficult thing to be vulnerable. That's the point. Vulnerable is always in cruciform. On the cross, Jesus looks out for our best interest and invites us to look out for his interest and respond accordingly. And we do all of this as his friend, moreover as he desires, his best friend. And I think we could say this is a mirror worth living for. You know, most people want to know what their friends have to say about them. Often, we engage our friends just to see what they think about us. As a friend, Jesus has something to say to us. But it, it is neither an accusation or affirmation, rather an invitation in the form of a question. Uh, two questions, really. Because he first asks... What in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15? Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Jesus wants to know what his friends think about him. Not because he needed to feel better about himself. Rather, that his friends would take ownership in who he was as the God-man. And at once friend. I mean, remember, soon after Peter's confession of faith... He speaks to the necessity of the cross. It was in the context of the cross, <laughs> the second farewell discourse of Jesus in the Gospel of John, that Jesus first called his disciples, what but friends? All right, so underneath that question, who do you say that I am, there is another question, another question worth musing over. It is as if Jesus says, okay, you have told me what you think of me, 
Now let me ask you, who do I say you are? He does not ask this question as a kind of tit-for-tat. You know, you told me what you think about me, now let me tell you what I think about you, because that's what we want to do. No. Clearly, he was happy with Peter's response. In fact, he asks the question because of the response to the first question. Jesus says, in light of who you say that I am as the Son of God, now let me ask you, who do I say you are? And this question is the mirror, right? Because the more we know Jesus, the more we know about ourselves. Oh, a few months ago now, going all the way back to our introductory piece, we touched upon the full vision of our anthropology, composite body and soul. As we pray our devotions, receive Christ sacramentally, read Scripture fervently, study the lives of the saints, serve the poor, the depth of our friendship with Christ will grow. And moreover, so will our understanding of who we are as a human person, body and soul. In studying Christ, we just don't come to understand better the the functional part of what we do, but the more meaningful part of who we are, who we are that animates what we do. Jesus is the untainted mirror. The more we get to know him, the more we get to know about ourselves. Jesus is just not any friend, but the one friend who shows us how to be a better human being which always translates to a better friend, the bestest version of what it means to be friend. Amen? Amen. All right, that's a wrap. Again, next week, we'll take some of our reflection from this evening and really pour it into those two aspects that I spoke of, the importance of going to Jesus in the silence, because that's what friends do. They, they pay attention to one another, and also the language of sacrifice, and of course what all this means in our intercessory prayer as we pray for others. All right, let us close with a word of prayer. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.